Seventh Avenue Pizza, the official pizza of the Soda Pod. The Soda Pod, the official beer and hockey podcast of Seventh Avenue Pizza. From the land of sky blue waters, welcome to the Soda Pod. Isha Jerome here, and I thank all of you who are joining us wherever and whenever you are listening or watching on YouTube. That's what if you're watching us right now on YouTube, welcome. We are posting full Soda Pod episodes now on YouTube, not live streaming them like Judd's Buds, but we are posting them on YouTube. And if you're watching us for the first time, welcome. Smash that like button and subscribe as we are so close to 1,000 subscribers. All I got to say, ladies and gentlemen, is <clears throat> thank goodness I taped the chunk or recorded, I should say. I, I still let taped slipped and i'm not even from necessarily the taped era i was like right after that but anyways i feel old now i feel old but it's a good thing that i recorded pre-recorded the interview with our guest here early early this weekend or i wouldn't have been able to get through a podcast today if you guys <clears throat> can't hear i barely have a voice i barely have a voice i was streaming fights i was doing podcast stuff all weekend, it was a big weekend for the side of Mixed Martial Arts, UFC 298, and a bunch of other great shows as well going on. So I was covering those extensively, and I think I was talking for like 14 hours straight on Saturday. So the rest of the weekend, I pretty much did not have a voice. So as much as there are two like specific wild topics that I want to get into on this podcast... I'm personally going to put them on the shelf until next week, or you know, maybe I don't even get into them if, if Hoppy and, and Z cover them on Wednesday. That's not to say that there's no wild talk in this episode, though. Don't you worry. I know last week we had some good reviews and also some mixed reviews on our last guest, but I want to say a big shout out to Darren again and to all our guests who join us here on the Soda Pod. And this week's guest in particular, as we're going to be focusing on the Arizona Coyotes, what the hell is still going on there in regards to them moving, in regards to them staying, in regards to the buzz still at the Mullet Arena, if they're going to stay there another year, which it looks like they are as well as some conversation on just any full NHL topics, hockey topics, international hockey topics, and your Minnesota wild as well. Next week guests, by the way, I'll, I'll just say we got Seth Topol jumping on. So it will be less NHL, less international hockey and just bang, bang, bang wild focus as we jump back into the swing of things post all-star break and post this last week, which was, up and down, up and down, just like the Minnesota Wilds season. We bring on our guests, though. Before we dive into all things hockey talk, I just wanted to give a little tease, drop a little tease on this episode because we have a new show launching under the Soda Pod banner. Look, I, I don't even have like a full script for this one because the name of the show has not even been confirmed yet. We're waiting right until puck drop for that one. But a uh, new show under the Soda Pod banner dropping this week, ladies and gentlemen. And it's going to feature host Joe Smith, Minnesota Wild beat writer for The Athletic 
longtime Tampa Bay beat writer, been covering this sport for so long. He also covers your Minnesota Gophers as well. So very excited for this new show dropping this week, ladies and gentlemen. And what a tremendous inaugural episode guest that Joe brought on the show. That's right. Oliver Moore joined them forward for the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Here's a little sneak peek and clip from that episode. Again, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and follow the podcast so you never miss any updates so you never miss any new shows coming out on our platform. Check it out. Now, this might be a conflicting question, but let's hear it. This year, if you've been following the NHL, which I'm sure you have at least to an extent, who should win the Calder Trophy? <laughs> we were actually, it's funny because we were just debating about that a little bit in the locker room. And <laughs> I don't know. I mean, obviously, if a golfer with, with Faber, um, he's having an unbelievable rookie season. But, you know, I, it's a tough question. But <laughs> I think, you know, Bedard is, is also having, obviously, a great campaign with his rookie season as well. And um, yeah, it's, it could go either way. We'll see. I'm excited to watch that down the stretch though. There's a spot for you in politics one day. There you go. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Again, stay tuned. Very excited to have another great show, to have another great person. One of the greats right now in Joe Smith working with us to help cover your Minnesota Wild, ladies and gentlemen, under our banner. Last quick thing I want to get to. Last quick thing I want to get to here. We may not have football on Sundays anymore. Well, at least until the summer, if you're a CFL fan. But that doesn't mean that there's no more sports. March Madness is approaching. The NCAA hockey tournament is approaching. The high school hockey championship is approaching if you're into basketball there's basketball on sunday i know my roommates were getting into golf boozing it up this weekend there's still so much sports to watch every weekend mixed martial arts muay thai kickboxing if you're in my neck of the woods and that doesn't mean that you can't celebrate can't snack on can't fill your bellies with the greatest pizza that i've ever had the greatest pizza that i've ever had Seventh Avenue Pizza. Guys, deals everywhere. Hy-Vee, Kowalski's, Lunds and Byerly. Your grocery store too, I imagine. And if your grocery store does not have Seventh Avenue Pizza, ask a manager there. What the hell is wrong with you? Or get in touch with Matt and the crew on social media at Seventh Avenue Pizza. They are the most interactive brand ever. I swear. I swear. They're the first ones to retweet, reply, comment, like anything I post that even has any sort of relation to them or a pizza. They're great people. They're a great local brand. And honestly, like I will never order another pizza. I will never buy another frozen pizza because there's, I've already found the best and the best is blessed. And the best is seventh Avenue pizza. Okay. Let's get into our guest here. My friend, Richie Suave Flores. He works in local radio in Arizona. He's been covering local sports in Arizona for, shoot, more than a decade now. And he used to cover the Arizona Coyotes very closely for a podcast. Shout out Sporty with Corey and Richie. I think it's on hiatus right now, but it might come back in the near future. Maybe once they figure out what the hell's going on with that team. Richie's a good friend of mine. Richie knows his stuff. 
Richie's been in broadcasting and working in media way longer than I have, so it's awesome to connect with the fellow hockey fan. And this one in the desert who can give us an update on what the hell is going on there. So on the other side, hanging out with our boy Richie here on the Soda Pod. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with another guest here on the podcast talking all things NHL, a little bit of Minnesota Wild, and a focus on the Arizona Coyotes because we have the host of the Motorsports Radio Show, Sporty with Corey and Richie, Arizona Coyotes NHL hockey podcaster, and my friend and longtime Arizona Coyotes insider, Richie. (laughs) How is it going, my man? Good to see you. Happy to be back with you. Happy to be back on the uh, the hockey podcast um, arena here because I haven't. Done, I feel like I haven't done one in a while because um, Corey and I have kind of stepped back from doing our show uh, on a consistent basis. We may or may not come back. Who knows? But um, but yeah, it's good. I'm happy to be with you. Happy to be talking some hockey. Always a good time. I feel like you and I haven't chatted in a long time, so it's always good to see you. And um, I'm glad to be on the show. Thank you. Mr. Richie Suave Flores, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, my friend. Um, it has been a while. Uh, for those who don't know, Richie and I, we've, I guess we could call it work together. We've worked together before. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a lot of fun. Early days of THPN, the good old days. Um, so it's good. Yeah, it's good to catch up. We used to, we, we did a lot of like back and forth uh, guest appearances on early yes. editions of the Soda Pod and, and yes. Sporty with Corey and Richie as well. Uh, good to hear that you're still on the mic though, still on the air. Yes. Uh, how's the speed freaks show going? Yeah. Crushing it. Thanks for asking. Um, we, you can watch us. If anybody out there in the soda pod nation up there in Minnesota is a motorsports fan, there's quite, NASCAR, there's quite a few, there's quite a few of the one NHRA, anything with the motor in it. We cover it. Um, you can watch us now actually on, uh, on Mav TV. Oh, nice. So, yes. Yeah. So, if you have Mav TV, it's part of a bunch of the uh, the streaming networks, and you can find it. It's MavTV.com and see where we're where you can find it. But yeah, we're on Mav TV every Monday at noon Eastern time and noon Pacific time too. So you can watch us a couple times if you're hanging around on a Monday afternoon and want to watch the motorsports. You can check us out there. And then, of course, live show is Sunday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern on uh all around the country and you can you can check us out if you go to speedfreaks.tv you can see where where to listen to us anywhere in the world iHeartRadio, all that good stuff i love it man i love it mm-hmm. i'll be there listening i'll be there listening all <laughs> right let's talk uh let's talk some arizona coyotes here before we get to bigger hockey news nhl and a little bit of minnesota wild talk as well as uh well the minnesota wild just came off a win recently against the arizona coyotes yes. then they went into a weekend of just pure sadness again but uh Positive stuff here. Positive stuff here, Isha. Despite playoff aspirations looking grim for the Arizona Coyotes this season, Richie, I mean, at this point of the season anyways, um, there have been a lot of positives. I mean, arena mm-hmm. bullshit aside for this team, what have been your top three highlights of the season? Uh, number one is the kind of the the highest of highs was when the Coyotes went on a five-game win streak in which they beat all the recent Stanley cup champions. And wow. it was cool. They beat the Knights. They beat the, they beat the, uh, they beat the blues. They beat, uh, they beat the Tampa Bay lightning, right? They beat all these teams who have won Stanley cup title. They beat the Washington capitals. They beat all these teams in consecutive fashion. And they did it in a, in a really fun manner. Uh, and it was great. And that was, God, when was that? That was back in like November or something. Right. And, uh, that was when they were in a playoff spot at the time. 
and they were playing really well. They were playing better than I even thought they were playing. And so that's the top notch of the, the season so far. Um, I would also put uh, Logan Cooley on that list. I know we're going to get into him a little bit later. But, uh, yeah, having him at the NHL level and watching him get better as the season's gone along is has been really, really cool. And he's only going to get better. He's only, what, 19 years old, dude? Like, he's, he's you know, so like, uh, you know, he's he's done about as good as I, I thought he was going to do, right? It, it took him a little bit of time to kind of get used to it. But I think he's really focused on it, uh, playing a, a complete 200-foot game with the Coyotes. And I think he's really, really gotten better. And he's been a lot of fun to watch, especially alongside Dylan Gunther, too. Dylan Gunther is back in the NHL level. He was a uh, top 10 pick a couple of years ago. And once those guys have been playing together, they've been a lot of fun to watch. So it's a work in progress, but we're getting we're getting there. So those are the, those are like the two top top notch things that have uh, been my favorite things of the season so far, for sure. I guess number three would be that, like, well, the team is still there for now. So. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's been struggle bus lately, so I don't even know if there is like a a, a number three on the list there. But I'll, <laughs> it's you know, I think they've lost like eight games in a row or something. It's bad. We're back in the back in the hunt for the NHL draft lottery again. So there we go. Cat, I I tweeted this out the other day to uh, somebody. Another Coyotes fan. I said cackling for Macklin. That's what we're doing now. Cackling for Macklin. You always have the good, uh, the good sayings, like the good, the good chance, the good <laughs> slogans for for tanking. I like it. I like it. Thank you. Because <laughs> Canucks fans in the dark days of Jim Benning, they had nothing. Like they were yeah. so, they were they were they weren't creative at all because it was just it was depressing more than like we're mm-hmm. gonna make light of this meme again. Speak real quick. <laughs> speaking of the speaking of the Canucks, um. Congratulations to Rick Tockett, dude. Like Bro. former Coyotes coach well, and Phil Kessel. I mean, psh. is he has he signed there officially? Yeah, he's in Abbotsford like- right now on his conditioning stint, baby. <laughs> dude, Working off that Hagen Dawes and hot dogs. Let's go. Run it back, baby. Let's go from the I from the Coyotes wait. days. It's because yeah, yeah, it's gonna be like a reunion. You're gonna you got uh, Connor Garland already up there. You got uh, you got Talk. OEL's gone. <laughs> Um, obviously, but then yeah, you got uh, Phil Kessel, so it's like a reuniting of the old school in so many ways. Because like, and then you got Jimmy Rutherford, who's just pu- you know pulling all the strings. Who was like, he he brought Phil over in Pittsburgh, so it's just it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, no, they're having a tremendous season, man. And I did not even think they were going to make the playoffs again. And that was mostly because like, even though the team on paper was good, even though they had a good surge at the end of last year. It was one of those things where it's like uh, it's 10 years of sadness, 10 years of, okay, it's a pretty good team on paper, but they're just not putting it you know, together on the ice. Um, just cynical because of the Louis Erickson's, the OELs just not playing yeah, well, right, you know, right, in, right. <laughs> in uh, Vancouver respectively. So I'm pleasantly surprised. I, I was admittedly cynical coming into this season. I was higher on some teams I shouldn't have been high on. I was lower on teams I probably shouldn't have been as low on, but that's what's fun about being a uh, sports fan man I, and i always say like i'm no expert i'm a fan i'm a fan i'm a right. junkie when it comes to hockey and, and combat sports and I, i'm not an expert speaking truth here i'm just speaking my opinion and uh i'm right. I, i'm happy when i'm wrong half the time because it just means things are exciting things aren't the way they're predicted you know the favorites i know that's 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 what i've always been a fan of in in any sport is you root for the underdogs man right like that's it's always more fun to root for uh, the Detroit Lions this year, for example, right? They're the like, only team I cared about. Don't yeah, have Vikings they, fans. As I look at my school <laughs> sign in the corner here, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like they like once, 
once uh, it was Kansas City and San Francisco again, you know, a lot of us were like, oh, come on again. Like, come on. Like, that's, yeah. I don't want to see that again. We want to, we want to see the underdogs, right? We want to see the Buffalo Bills make it to the Super Bowl for the first time in 30 years and try to overcome the Scott Norwood curse, right? We want to see the Detroit Lions under Dan Campbell, who everybody laughed at, make it to the Super Bowl and they didn't. Everybody was crushed, even though the game was great. But yeah, it's like going back to the, the you know the Canucks and everything. Like it's it's cool. I I like watching those like overachieving teams. And they're a fun team to watch. Their yeah. product is score goals, score yeah, exactly. fucking goals. That's how yeah. we're gonna win. We're gonna outshoot yeah. you. We're gonna outscore you. Yeah, the Canucks played the Coyotes somewhat recently, and um, it's actually a really really entertaining game. And I think the Canucks ended up winning that game pretty late, but uh, they're, they're they play hard, man. They're a fun team to watch. They fly around like crazy. It's like it's not. I'm not. I'm not watching the Rick Tockett Coyotes, you know, who are kind of a bore to watch, right? And basically just sat back and and had to their goaltending, right? They had to rely on their goaltending. The Canucks are not that. It's like Rick Tockett's finally got some pieces to play with, and he's like he's letting them go, and I love that. Well, and and he's been able to like help get the pieces he wants. Like Kuzmenko trade to Cali. Like Kuzmenko's a good player. Like I joked that all the Canucks needed at the deadline was Kuzmenko to play as well as he did last year again. And boom, they got their they they got their goal scorer back. Didn't work under Rick Tockett's system. You get Lindholm in the deal? Are you kidding me? Like they have now an insurance plan if Pedersen decides that he can't nor want you know want to sign back with the Vancouver Canucks like it's absolutely insane so yeah props to everything they're doing there I know Minnesota Wild fans here rolling their eyes like yeah we get it you see your team's good our team sucks right now <laughs> but hey no the Minnesota Wild they are above 500 now and um anyways we'll, we'll get to some of our wild talk here in the closing segment with Richie but I want to I want to get back to talking about this young core that the Arizona Coyotes have right now where do you think because they, they have they have an awesome young core both on the ice right now, guys that they're icing right now who are developing at the National Hockey League level. But they, you guys also have a lot of great prospects in the cupboard, and you're probably going to get one this year again, like yep. you said. <laughs> Where do you think this team's young core ranks amongst the obvious ones in you know Buffalo, Ottawa, and Detroit, who are the other three teams out there who we're all kind of waiting for to pop and have like this awesome young core pieces as well? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Uh, I'm not a big uh, like NHL prospect guy, so I I, I I couldn't really tell you much about those other teams. But if I remember correctly, the Coyotes were still you know top seven or eight in the league in terms of their their prospect pool. You know, according to a lot of the experts, and that's kind of where they are, right? Like they're they had some more guys coming along, right? Maverick Lamaru played for Canada at the World Junior Championships. He was a got one of the letters on that team. I've been thoroughly surprised with how he how well he's performed in the queue this year um and he's really coming along another guy who's who's six foot eight that's the thing like go look at the county's draft um halls last new year or so under bill armstrong okay. every single guy is six five and above it's just, i think we know, talked about this before i don't yes. know if we talked about it on a podcast or not but you and i have definitely talked about this before because like yeah. you know you know me old, old I think we hockey. did it actually I think we did it uh I think you and I did a draft show or something right and, oh my uh, god so, no Hoppy and I yes we were streamed for like freaking five hours we're we're both in one at that point and I was like <laughs> I think right. I messaged you on Twitter I knew you were watching and we were like yo you want to yeah. come on and you're like yeah let's do it <laughs> yeah that's right and that's like one of the big things I talked about is like you go look at their pool and that's all guys 
six four or taller, six five yeah, or I'm taller. Gonna, I'm gonna and share like, it on screen here. Yeah, like Lamaru is one of them. Uh, Connor Geeky, who's having an insane season. Yeah, Geeky's good. This year, uh, he got traded. Um, I, I don't, I don't remember where he's playing right at the moment. But yeah, he's he's six four plus, right? Shimashev, Daniel Boot. Both of those guys, big mofos, big mofos, right? It's it's incredible. This this team in like three years from now is gonna be just Bro. a bunch of seven foot guys on skates, just like, and they're all good skaters too, right? Like I was, I remember, um, uh, 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 Z was, I was talking to Z, and he was trying to talk me down off of the ledge about the Coyotes draft this yep. year, and he was like, "Go watch these highlights. These kids can skate, man." Like oh. they're really good skater and they are. And so it's like, yes, so are. I'm just, I'm it's, it's a slow burn, but we're getting there. Like, I hope Connor geeky. Um, I, I have a feeling, I think he's going to play in the AHL next year is my, is my guess. I think that's a really good place for him to be kind of like what they did with Dylan Gunther. It's like, you're not in any rush here. Oh no. Give them some AHL time and, and let them develop. Um, more and i think that's the right right course of action for for bill armstrong but uh yeah man it's it's good bill armstrong has been a great draft there like Logan, like i said Logan clues come in played well jj moser was a mid-round pick a couple years ago and he's been the angel level ever since right so they're coming along they're getting there um and uh, it's been exciting to watch for the most part over this course of the season <laughs> it's been like it's been terrible lately but uh but it's been, for the most part, it's been entertaining, which is all I could ask for. Yeah, and I guess as far as seeing the the, the positive progression with the prospects, that's all you can ask for as well. Because no one in Arizona and outside thought that this team was going on a you know going on a run this year, even in a weaker you know west western conference. Again, they were they were in a playoff spot you know up until maybe a couple weeks before the all-star yeah. break, they were like right neck and neck there, you know, with like the predators and such battling for a playoff spot. And now they've gone back into the bottom five of the league, which is insane. I'm pretty sure Hoppy was betting on them at that point too, when they were, the, cause they were, they were underdogs still despite them winning. And yeah, I, I know some, I know some people who were making some money off the coyotes. They were loving it. They were loving it. <laughs> um, welcome everybody. There you go. There you go. There's another kid. And I was quickly trying to do some research on the fly that Z's um, swooning over. I don't think he's quite first round draft pick level yet, but he might be like early second or late first. And I think he's like six, four and he's like, he, and he actually had like can skate and has some hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty sure he's a defenseman. His defense partner's tiny. So it's like one of those, like, it's just hilarious <laughs> to watch. Um, but yeah, p- apparently he's got some, he's got some steam right now. He's, uh, he's been rising on everybody's draft rankings. I think even Bobby Mack had him like early second round. I have to go back and check, but anyways, he, he talked about him early this season. So like, yeah, I, I could see the six, Arizona Coyotes targeting him. Six, four defenseman. That's the one thing that they're the Coyotes are light on right now is, and it's been their weakest point all season long is their, their blue line has been awful. It's been terrible. They haven't been producing the offense and they're not very good defensively either led by former wild defenseman, Matt Dumba, who's been absolute trash. Mm, garbage he's been terrible i know you guys are probably sick of him up there in minnesota well we were we were dumb but defenders more than anything we what we we kind of were like okay like this guy's gonna have to cheat to play his game and when it works it's worth it but when it the offense isn't there when he doesn't have that all he's good for is he will throw one big hit a game 
And other than that, he's a waste of space. When he tried to fight Kachuk again, I was like, what the hell are you doing, dude? I know it was the other Kachuk, but like, you don't fight any Kachuks anymore. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Like, yeah, the, the the wild market is torn, and I think still torn and forever will be torn on. And do you want him back? He, he's available for in your trade. Oh, I, we're good. We got Brock Faber. We're good. For like a fifth round draft pick or something. Um, speaking of defensemen, we briefly talked about it on uh, a podcast a few months ago because this did happen a little while ago. But uh, the whole Valimaki, Yusuf Valimaki mm-hmm. hospital incident in Dallas, I mean, it, it made. It made national news, but in mm-hmm. you know a few, a couple paragraphs on ESPN, one paragraph here on Sports Tech, uh, it, it didn't make the rounds like it did in, in local media there in Arizona. Can can you speak on that a little bit more? And for anybody who missed it on our podcast, give us uh, any details we might have missed from again those just surface level media yeah, uh, outlets on the matter because this was a crazy story it's, it's um, re- regarding the former Calgary Flame first rounder pick out of the WHL, uh, Yusuf Alamaki. Yeah, so Kyrie's were playing in Dallas at the time, and he took a slap shot right to the face. 95 miles an hour right to the face. And he immediately obviously left the ice and and, uh, was unfortunately, um, due to crazy circumstances, which we still don't really know, he was... It was late getting to the hospital, right? So I'm going to read from this story just so I can get some of the, the details correctly here. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, but, but, uh, this is from what Bill Armstrong said about it. I'll just kind of read what he said. He said, I remember texting the trainer right away, even though the game was going on. Where is he? How bad is it? They said, he, hey, it's bad. He's left the ice in an ambulance. We've got one of our sports science guys moving with them right now. And his wife's getting to the hospital, which... It's crazy that his that his wife was with them at this point in time. Uh, Frank Sorvali said that Valimaki received 55 stitches, and despite needing immediate surgery, he was told by an overworked Dallas hospital to find a local hotel and return in the morning due to m- more critical incoming trauma patients. Uh, he reportedly had the surgery at two o'clock in the afternoon the following day. Oh my after God. the game, 12 hours after receiving stitches and NHLPA has, you know, kind of looked into this and there's, I don't think we've still got a resolution to this, but yeah, you're right. Guy has a broken jaw and he has, he's treated like basically any other individual and get in line, get in line. Timmy over here needs stitches uh, from ball hockey. So we're going to get him in first. (laughs) What is this Canada? (laughs) It's like, that's uh, the thing. When I saw this story, I was like, geez, that's ridiculous. Welcome to the American healthcare system, everybody. Damn. <laughs> That's Damn. You, know? this is yeah. you guys make you guys make fun of the Canadians for the for for their ER weights. And <laughs> this he, is insane. Yeah, I forget how long he was out. He was out for a month or so and he came back and, and was wearing the, the full cage, which he I can't believe he came back a, a month after that too. Yeah, I, I want to say it's about a month or so and he was wearing the full mm-hmm. full cage, which he just got off actually in within the last yeah. week or so. Um but yeah, it's it's crazy. And wow. it's funny. It's funny. Like we were talking before the show and you reminded me, reminded me about it. And it's like, I've almost forgotten about it. Like it was, it was so long ago. It just, it's just one of those wild and wacky NHL stories. Mm-hmm. And there's not a lot of them in hockey. There's, it, there's, I take that back. There's a lot of them out, out East. There's not a lot of them in the national hockey league. Mm-hmm. Um, so whenever, whenever there is one, I want to highlight it and just, yeah, try I'm to just get. picturing like, I'm just picturing this happening to an NFL player. Oh, right. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. No, absolutely yeah. not. 
Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, by the way, I found the fighter or sorry, the fighter. I found the the hockey player's name. His name is Anton Selayev. He's six seven, bro. Oh, he's in the KHL too. So yeah. this is dude, this dude, is so like this is this is the perfect pick for Yes, the, I'm gonna start tweeting L's. this guy out. I'm gonna start going hard and you yeah, tag Z2, he'll love it. And he'll be like, this it. dude is gonna be picked by the Coyotes. It's MO, it's the exact MO Six, of Bill Armstrong. Seven and he can skate, bro. Yep. I can't wait for this guy to, to come into the National Hockey League. Let's freaking go. Unbelievable. It, All right. Um, so I saw today, dude, uh, Sunday, the time of this recording that the Arizona Coyotes have launched a streaming package. Um, can you speak a little bit about this and then we can transition to, does, does this mean that they're staying in Arizona? Because, well, we'll get into that in a second. First, first of all, talk <laughs> about the streaming package. Uh, so here's my question to you to lead off this discussion. Okay. Here. Okay. Okay. How, how do people in Minnesota watch wild games? Is it it still Bally Sports? It's still Bally Sports right now, yes. Yes, okay. So this is where how this all begins. Um, So we know that Bally Sports and Diamond Sports Group, the regional sports television providers, bankrupt, right? And so they've been kind of uh, trying to get out of their deals because they can't afford this anymore, obviously. So the Coyotes were one of those. And so the rights at the end of last year – expired or or they decide not to pick up the rights with the coyotes so the coyotes basically own their rights back on themselves and then they went and you know they have since sold it off to airing on local television here for free over the air with an antenna which is awesome oh that's amazing because you you, like the blackouts everywhere even in canada for local mm -hmm. uh, sports it's ridiculous yeah so it's it was one of the best decisions that Alex Miller has ever made. It's a, a, more people can watch games, yeah. right? I think I saw a story earlier this year where the ratings were skyrocketing, especially when the team was playing really well, because it became so much easier to watch games. So that's what this is a part of now, which is nice. you know, there are some there are some Coyotes fans who didn't have an antenna, couldn't get it to work in bad reception areas. Yeah, everyone's um, online now too, so it makes sense to have both exactly. Both options. And, you know, you can watch it on your phone, and you can uh, that's you know. So awesome. uh, uh, rewind and record etc etc i think with this so that's what this is for it's for those people who want to do that it's uh they haven't announced for next year but for the rest of this year it's 25 dollars to watch the rest of the season um you can watch replays and and things like that and there's supposed to be exclusive content as well but um i'm not gonna do it i don't because I, I can watch the games for free my antenna works perfectly fine <laughs> it's still 20, 25 bucks is nothing for the rest of the season that's nothing. oh no 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 yeah so if it's if that's and i've already seen some people on on Coyote Twitter were really excited about it, so it just took them a while to get it going. But um, yeah, if it means that more people can watch Coyotes games here in Arizona, it's that's always a good thing. Yeah. Um, by the way, do you know who runs their Twitter account? Be honest with me. I know you. I, 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 be honest, because I know you know people in that organization, and, and I don't, they are I they are goaded in my mind. They're goaded in my mind. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't. I don't. I'm. I don't cover the team as much as I. I, right. I used to. So I'm not around. You know, the people who cover the team as much. But I don't know. I've seen some rumors about who it may, who may be a part of it, and it makes sense. Um, I I can't confirm those, so I'm not. You can go look. They're out there. I'm not gonna repeat them. I'm not. You know what I mean? Like I'm not. It, it's you know, almost like they're famous though. They're like the Banksy of fucking uh, <laughs> of of any yeah. Twitter. No, I'm not even yeah. kidding. Like. No, like, there's, I like love a, it. there's like a cult following from the beginning of the season. It's unbelievable. I, I, I love it. And there are <laughs> Coyotes fans that absolutely hate it. 
But here's the thing, like you and I, we're both, you know, in marketing in some way, shape or form, right? For our YouTube channels, for yep. our shows, right? W one thing that I hate about that kind of stuff is a lot of times things are too corporate and you can't stand out that way. I'm sorry. Okay. Right. But what the Kyries are doing this year, and I love it, is they're just going all in, man. It's yeah. unique. It's funny. It's makes me laugh all the time. And it's like, dude, why don't other sports teams get become like this, right? Like the Golden Knights were, I think, the first team for me that kind of like really started to troll a little bit. Yeah, yeah. On on being a little bit more troll centric, right, and having a little bit more fun, especially on Twitter and other social media channels. But the guys have taken it to another level. And there's some people that absolutely hate it. Like you go go look at any replies and you'll see Coyotes fans like, please stop this. Don't do this anymore. Quit this. I'm like, no, don't, man. Just I it makes me laugh, especially when the team is garbage right now and they're not playing really well. At least have some fun, you know? <laughs> well, let's think it feels like that's more having fun than it is like taking shots at other teams and things like that. Because it's it's not that. Like, like Philly, for example, could really play up like it's gritty behind this account sort of thing and just be absolute dicks. And, and it would yeah. work too because it's Philly, yeah. but that's not even mm -hmm. what Arizona's doing as being like the underdogs here. They're just, they're making fun of themselves. They're making like mm -hmm. literally the, the like they're like breaking fourth walls as like this masked uh, user is like making fun of himself or herself mm -hmm. or themselves thinking that like, you know, I could get fired any day now. So I'm just going to keep <laughs> going ham with this. And yeah, it's incredible. I, I just, yeah, if, I, I knew you might have your assumptions. I didn't, I didn't think you'd crack. I didn't think I'd get an answer. No. Anymore. Yeah. It's uh, like I said, you know, I went to journalism school and my yeah. journalism standards are, I still kind of abide by those here. Yeah. So I don't want to spread rumors. So I don't it's know. Richie, everybody. I don't... It's Richie. <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, <laughs> I like a little, I like, there's like a percentage, the small percentage. Yes. You know, they're, they're, let's just say because, I will get snarky as hell. Like it's ah, yeah. yes. Let's just say there's a friend of mine who may or may not be next week's guest. You know who you are, sir. Who uh he convinced me that he was this account and that was his burner account. And and I was the only one out of our group who believed him. And I feel really <laughs> stupid about that. And forever I'm gonna be scarred forever because of that. So I don't I don't try I don't I don't know what to believe anymore when it comes to hockey burner That's accounts. Funny. <laughs> Thanks, Seth. Anyways, um, most recently, the the, the the national, hell, even international narrative um, around the Arizona Coyotes suggested that the team had to make an announcement on if they're staying or if they're going by the All-Star break. Locally, Coyotes fans already knew that, that that wasn't true. That wasn't the actual deadline and it and had been altered to the end of the 2024 first quarter or the end of the regular season. Um I think April 18th was the official deadline. A shift confirmed publicly earlier this week by both the team and Gary Bettman, who I'm imagine are both very happy with that. Um, again, man, and I don't know whenever we bring you on now, it's like a broken record. We have to talk about this, but I, I know. You've, covered this, you've covered this team for some time now. This is like, like how, how are you feeling as a fan? Honestly, because this, 10 years ago, there were quotes coming out in articles saying that like the teams had packed everything up and they were on their way to Seattle. That was 10 years ago. They're yeah. still here. And it been feels like every, since, every it's single been this way year. since they went into bankruptcy in 2009 when the NHL took them over. So this has been going on for almost 15 years. So what's different about this season right now, as we get closer to the end of the season, than in seasons past when, especially since you guys are year two 
at a freaking college rink that's not like a Minnesota college or high school rink here, respectfully. It's a nice rink, the Mullet Mud- 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 Arena, but it ain't no 10,000-seater. It ain't no 8,000-seater, right? Like, enough's enough. Yeah, I mean, so here's the latest, right? It's uh, There's going to there's gonna be a meeting with the uh, land people out here in Arizona. I forget the name of the, the group, but um, coming up in March. Land people, I just think freaking... Um, the land people. <laughs> no, bro, what's, from, what's from Star Wars? The Tusken Raiders? The Tusken Raiders, the <laughs> sand people. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have a lot of... S- yeah, well, we do have some You're sand in up in the, des- the desert areas, so I guess Sorry. that's true. Rich is a Star yeah. Wars nerd, so I had to bring that up. <laughs> the, uh, the, yeah, so the, the land folks who, who handle the uh, sales of Arizona state land... Um, they have it on their docket for March to discuss um, this parcel of land that Alex Marullo's group is going after. Um, so they're in the process of trying to buy about a hundred acres of land in the um, Northern part of Phoenix um, is where, what we're looking at here. So from what I understand, um, they originally put in the, um, Per, like the the uh, paperwork to try and purchase this land almost a year ago, back in June. Uh, okay. This is what the yeah, this is what the Arizona Republic had this a couple of weeks ago, and then kind of broke this broke this story. And it takes a long time, right? So much red tape to try and buy land. So we're kind of on that timeline still, and we're it's seemingly heading in the direction that it's gonna that piece of land is gonna go up for auction um, sometime later this summer, okay. and that's when we'll kind of find out basically here's if the Kyries win the land auction, they're not going anywhere. Yeah. Right. Okay. If the Kyries lose that land auction, then I don't know what happens from there. Right. Does that, that at that point in time, I think the NHL is at a point where they try and force a sale and they try and look at some local buyers, Craig Morgan from PHNX, uh, mentioned on the po- on his podcast this week that there are a few local buyers who might be interested in the team if they ever came up for sale. One of whom, who is unconfirmed and has only said that we'll maybe think about it if it ever happens, is the owner of the Phoenix Suns, Matt Ishbia, who a lot of Coyotes fans are like kind of hoping that he's he might be a saving grace here. But yeah, that'd be we're awesome. Still, that'd be yeah. that'd be best case Ontario, as they say. Up there. I, I, for me, yes, absolutely. I, 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 if Marillo can't get this land deal done and can't secure a, a new arena here, then yes, I think Matt Ishbia. Honestly, like, dude, he was just on Pat McAfee's show this week, and they're like, dude, how much are you? How much? What's your net worth? He was like, I don't, I don't care about that stuff. And then one of the toxic table guys was like, oh, eight billion dollars. <laughs> So, yeah, you you wipe your ass with the Coyotes payroll at that point. Yeah, so he 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 bought the Suns for four billion dollars. Okay, the Coyotes right now are worth about five hundred million. That's a tip in the bucket for him, dude. Like, it's, and, it's another- and honestly, it's just gonna it's just gonna increase the value. Like buying the team will increase the value right there because the association mm-hmm. with the Suns alone, dude, with with both teams and what they. I mean, and they could choose to do nothing as far as like cross promotion is the wrong word, but just working together. But even just a little bit will help the coyotes so much, dude. I agree. I agree. Like he knows what he's doing. He's done a great job with the Phoenix suns. He's beloved by, by folks here in Arizona for what he's done in terms of, uh, he did the same thing, right? He left, uh, the, um, Valley sports group and put the suns on free TV as well. 
and he spent money on a, a a program where you could sign up and the Suns would send you an antenna for free. Right. Wow. He just spent a hundred million dollars. Again, he, great interview with him on Pat McAfee. If, if I love Pat McAfee, by the way. Shout, shout out to his show. Me too. I'm, I'm actually, I'm a fan of Pat's as well. Surprisingly, I think for a lot of people, but, um, but yeah, he's, he, he just spent a hundred million dollars on upgrading facilities for the Phoenix Mercury, the WNBA team. Right. So nice. he cares, man. And he's investing. So, He's like he's like a possibility out there. Marillo can't get That's this done. Cool. So, but to answer your question here in the longest form possibly I can, and again we can, you and I have done this like I feel like every year we do at least yep. an hour on this every year, right? Yep. So I just come back for an update for everybody, which is just like I, I'm at the point where like I will believe it when I see it, whatever happens. I'm just like I'm sick of it. I just want an answer. Damn it! Just tell us what the hell is going to happen. If they want to like. I honestly like it's one of those things that's like I don't want to wait another year just for them to leave to Salt Lake. If you're gonna leave to Salt Lake, fucking go. Just get out of here. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know what I mean? I want an answer already. I'm sick yeah, of it after 15 years. Your money, your time, your emotion, and your fucking heart in a team that's gonna leave. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like I, said, I don't think you know, there's people who think they're gonna move to Salt Lake City next year. I don't think that's the case. No, I don't think that's the case. If anything, they have one more year left on their like Mullet Arena agreement. And then they'll move. Type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like if worst, 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 worst case scenario. That's what we're talking here. I'll tell you one thing. They're not going to Quebec because uh, I think the reason that uh, Patty Patrick was coaching the NHL now is because that dream of him being the god of whatever <laughs> Quebec team comes comes in from the NHL because that he wanted he wanted in he wanted in at like he wanted to be general manager, coach, fucking health advisor trade he won every role i believe it was so funny when gary Babin got asked about that at his press conference the all-star game <laughs> he was like shit talking quebec in this press conference which is really funny he got oh, asked boy. about it he was like no not on our radar not on our radar well is 12 years old now it ain't new anymore bro it's yeah. been sitting there cobwebs my favorite thing in regards to the quebec arena though is when brian burke was still president of the calgary flames and he was trying to get their you're trying to get the city to help fund um, like taxpayers to help fund uh, a new arena because they had just upgraded due to like a flood. And it's, I've been to the saddle many times. It's horrendous for con. It's, it's the acoustics are terrible. It's a fucking saddle, bro. There's no roof and indent. So the acoustics there for concerts is <laughs> terrible, horrendous. And it's just old. They had freaking tube TVs in the concourse because back in the eighties for the Olympics, that was right. new. Mm-hmm. So it just, it needed, it was far past a facelift. They need to knock it down and rebuild on the same property, but just like rebuild there. I mean, they do stampede stuff there every year, which is like, you know, Canada's biggest stampede. And it's just old. It's just old. And Brian Burke was like ripping on some like the city, like officials and, and treasurers and things like that. Being like, I can move to Quebec any second. Now I can move this team to Quebec <laughs> any second tomorrow. And it was just, there, there's some, uh, there's some awesome quotes. He was going back and forth with the reporter. Cause Burke didn't do his tie up right before he, uh, mm-hmm. When he, when he, before he was on TV anyways. And so like we had reporters like ripping on me like, well, at least I can tie a tie and you could just see him just fucking fuming. <laughs> 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 oh man. Um, all right. A couple more things here, Richie. And again, I appreciate your time. Uh, Olympics. They never really went anywhere, but the NHL players are back in the Olympics. That is right. An agreement has finally, oh, has finally been set. The team, all parties have come to agreement. IOC, 
IHF and the National Hockey League. We went over this in a recent podcast like two weeks ago, so we won't get into like the details of it. But I do want to talk to Richie about this topic and a couple other subtopics that are involved because I know how much of a, how much of a just a general hockey fan you are, even outside of the NHL. Mm-hmm. You as an American, me as a Canadian, like we we go nuts when it comes to international play, and finally we get to see like a real best U.S. team. With the Hughes brothers, with the Kachucks, you know, up against a team on the Canada side that could, that could by 2025 have Crosby, McDavid, Bedard, and, you know, a, a Nathan McKinnon on. How excited were you when you heard this news? The Olympics news was great, dude. Like, some of the best hockey moments of the last 20 years have been Olympic hockey, right? Oh, like, yeah. I would say uh, of all time, to be perfectly honest. I would say even oh, if you go way dude, back actually, in history books. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Miracle on Ice. Absolutely. 100%. Um, but yeah, so I was like, when this news came out, I, I texted uh, texted my friends. I texted Corey and her husband. I was like, I was like, man, this this takes me back because the last time that um, the NHL was in the Olympics was was 2014, so right? Because 2014, yeah. So they they didn't um because they didn't go in 2018 or or 20 or 2022, right? So the last time they were in the Olympics was 2014, and and at the time, me, Corey, and Scotty, all of us were were still in school together, and so um and we had a class together at the time. This was my last semester of school, and so we the three of us would always after our class go down to like the main like student union, and we would watch. Olympic hockey, the three of us together. Like I still have a picture of us watching that, watching, I think it was one of the U S games, right? They were early for us. They were early for us on Pacific time. I remember getting up super early for the gold medal game. Yes, exactly. And, um, and so, yeah, so that was like one of my core memories of like our, our friendship is the three of us like watching these games together. Right. And then of course that same Olympics, we had TJ Sochi, which was like flipping awesome. Right. Like I remember watching that at like six o'clock in the morning. You know what I mean? Like I was like in I getting up early and watching and going, oh this is all this is so cool. So and then even go back to 2010, which is heartbreaking to me. All right. Heartbreaking to me. <laughs> I think every American that that Sydney was one Crosby. of the cra- that was one of the craziest games ever. That was that was, the, that was one of the best goal. US teams and the best Canadian teams I've seen internationally. And they went they were they were even they were going head to head man. Yeah that was honestly like man I haven't gone back and watched that game in a long time. But from my memory at the time, and I used to say this for a couple of years after, that was maybe the greatest hockey game I've ever seen. Yeah, I it agree. It was so good, right? Like, my memory is very, very shady, but if I remember correctly, like, there was a, I don't remember if it was Canada, U.S., scored a, late, a fairly late goal in the third period in that game to even get it to overtime. I may be correctly <laughs> going crazy about that. It was 10 years ago at this point, but 14 years ago at this point. But I remember at the time, like it was cool because at the time here in the United States, they would tape delay a lot of the Olympic oh, okay. coverage. Right. Um, and they would put it on or they, you know, they would, they would either tape delay it or they would um, air it on air it live on the East coast and then delay it on the West coast. Right. Yeah, yeah. So this was like one of the first times I can remember. And this was obviously was in Canada. So it was like, you know, prime time across for the United States. Right. And they actually aired this game live across the entire country. Wow. And, and it was a cr- an incredible game. So I cannot wait for 2026. It may be even better than anything we've ever seen because the talent pool is so much better. Dude, not yeah. just, 
it's not crazy. just in for the United States, but all the all the other countries as well. Like it's it's gonna be so freaking cool, man. It's gonna be amazing. And dude, like I know we're talking about US and Canada because like they're the the top tier, but like you're talking about like a Finland and Sweden and fucking well, I, I don't know what the Russia situation will be. They're gonna have a meeting on that soon. But like all these teams are are getting like a massive boost here. Like they're they're all oh, I, it's, I actually it's, really it's like hope they're all we get... going on the it's like they're all going on the Russian gas like all those Russians were at Sochi, <laughs> which fuck the Russians at Sochi. The Russian yeah, we we wiped the floor with them in hockey. The North Americans, and we weren't even on your juice, motherfuckers. So shout out to the movie Icarus. <laughs> but uh, yeah, fuck the Russians at Sochi, man. Every single one of them was juicing, hockey side and all. Mm-hmm. They're all so I, I, as a hockey fan, like just as a hockey fan, I I want to see the Russians in the Olympics in 2026. Just just as a hockey fan, because well, I think they might be Olympic athletes of Russia still. I think they're having a meeting to ah. see like if they're actually going to represent the flag or not. Mm, same with Belarus, right? Because they're the same, like, they, same thing. Yeah, I mean, not getting like Alex Ovechkin and and some of these other kids like in uh, in the in the Olympics is kind of wild. Like, if you want to have yeah. an Olympic tournament, that's you know best on best. Russia's the Russian hockey team has to ha- is like one of them, right? Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like like Kaprizov is not a Russian Olympic uh, champion or gold medalist. <laughs> He's an Olympic athlete of a t- hockey team in an Olympics right. that won a gold medal. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness all right um just, just quickly on this too i i feel like i'm on an island here because i think that the world cup of hockey is the dumbest shit ever because a no one is going to be playing at the level that you want to see an in international play because it's right before national hockey league season they're, they're trying to remain injury free um and two it's just not as good as the world championship because though the world championship is after the regular season guys who still have a little gas left in the tank are going to go there to try to win something to try to salvage something or if they're on an end of an nhl deal maybe try to make some noise uh to to get a new contract and it's a great opportunity for some of the younger guys as well on you know bad teams to go and represent their country and get some international um experience so i actually don't mind the world championships at all because they're still playing at a high level but uh you and i may disagree Mm -hmm. on the team like north america and all that bullshit but um and and their jerseys and some people like them that's anyways Shout out to Team Europe too. If we're gonna, if we're gonna throw them all, put a push all the chips in the center. But overall, like, what are your thoughts on the World Cup of Hockey and this Four Nations tournament that's going to be mid-season that uh, the IIHF also announced um, in their announcement with the NHL and IOC to bring back NHL players to the Olympics? Oh, it's gonna suck, dude. Like, I'm not gonna watch <laughs> this tournament. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, I just okay. So this is supposed to take place over All Star Weekend. Um, uh, here we go. Okay, so February twelfth through the twentieth is when this is supposed to take place, right? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's see when the Super Bowl is, just for shits and giggles. Next year, Super Bowl fifty nine. I think it's actually this around the same time. <clears throat> February 9th is uh, is when the Super Bowl is next year. So they're after the Super Bowl, which is smart. Yeah, because no like, one's watching the- this Super Bowl weekend. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So um, it's middle of the season. It doesn't mean crap. I don't know if they're playing for anything, right? They're not playing for like extra prize money. They're not any of that, any of that stuff. It's in the, like, nobody wants to get hurt in this tournament, right? In the middle of the season, you're in a Stanley cup push. Nobody wants to get hurt. It's just not going to work. The hockey's going to be bad. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, I think we both agree with that. The it it's going to, it's going to feel like 
an all-star game. Hockey to me. It's going to feel yeah, like an all-star, all-star game. preseason hockey is what it's going to feel like. It's, it's just not going to work. It's not the same. Like I'd much rather have like the PWHL this year has been great. It's oh, been so good. Anytime I've tuned in to watch, it's been so fun to watch. Oh wow! Allow women to hit in hockey, and look, look what happens. It's 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 amazing. And they're drawing fifteen thousand plus people. It's, right? They're selling I love out to see it, and they don't even have fucking logos yet. Exactly, and that's what the that's the hockey people want to watch. They don't yeah. want to watch a meaningless watered mid season, watered down hockey for a week. You yeah. know, it's, it's, it's not going to work. And I, as somebody who I actually really remember really enjoying the world cup of hockey as it originally took place, like that was super fun because that was, we got to see team North. I think team North America is what made that tournament fun because we got, this was like the first kind of big tournament with Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews and these young kids who are now superstars. Right. And I think that's what made that tournament fun for the most part, because of that team because we got to and, showcase them. Yeah. Yeah. And it was before the season. Right. So it was, it was, it made a little bit more sense to do it then kind of like the um, world baseball classic and for baseball. Right. So that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to make a world baseball classic and it's just not going to work because what makes the world baseball classic work is the fans care. If you go back and watch any of those games, right. It's packed. Yeah. It's jam packed. Japan won this year, nuts. right? Uh, it was Japan. Yes, Japan. Yeah, and United I remember States. that was the the. And I know the Japanese like they actually really fucking love their baseball. The yeah. Japanese actually really love their sports, guys. Like their wrestling is like only, I think it's only second to like the United States in the Olympics as far as gold medals. Um, and their their baseball is crazy. I mean, look at some of the stars that come out of Japan too. And I remember watching some clips of the audience just dude insanity, mm-hmm. insanity, partying in the streets after two in Tokyo. It was nuts. And yeah, that's the thing. And the NHL is not going to get that with this, right? You're not going to have, you're going to have like, it's going to be like a normal NHL game. We're going to have people dress up in Canada. You're going to have camp people in Canada, people in the United States jerseys, people in Sweden jerseys, whatever. And it's going to be like another game. It's not going to have that atmosphere that makes the world baseball classic must watch TV for baseball fans. And yeah, that makes Olympic hockey must watch TV because Olympic hockey is, it's, it's, it's more special as a hockey fan, then even any, then your team in the Stanley cup final, like yeah, it's, it, it's it means something. Mm-hmm. The Olympics actually mean something. Having a gold medal from a four nations who cares.com cup. Isn't going to mean crap, dude. <laughs> well, <it's just> like, <laughs> and, I, and I think I said this, like, I love that. <laughs> who cares? If it's not the Olympics, especially if it's before or mid season, if it's not the Olympics, it's a liability because the Olympic trumps, and it, it's it's Olympic gold medal, like Olympic best on best gold medal, Stanley Cup, <laughs> fucking out a world junior world championship, however you want to you know stack stack the next one up there, right? Like it, that that that's the order, right? That's the order. I'm sure if you're in college and junior, you know at that point a junior you know championship, but like that that's the big order there, in which the championships rank, and like you, you want that, like. Tavares didn't want to get injured. No one wants to get injured, but like he put himself on the line that year in Sochi and it derailed, it derailed the Islanders season. The Islanders actually were, were good at halfway point in that, the halfway point in that season. They weren't happy about that, but the whole hockey community and, and like hockey culture understood. That's like, it's the Olympics. We're not going to blame him for that. If, if he broke his leg in a fucking four seat, what is it? Oh, it was just four seasons, fucking four <laughs> nations championship. Dude, everyone would be pissed and they would, and it would never happen right, again. Yeah. And, and rightfully so. Right. Rightfully so. 
So, because I think they're I, trying to basically like I don't know I they're doing this at first as like a okay let's see if anybody cares and then eventually they want to make it into a bigger World Cup of Hockey style tournament every just put ask put put a little bit more oomph and, and marketing into the World Championship. Well, I guess it's because the Stanley Cup's going on they don't want to yeah take views from that but. Whatever. I'm still like again. I, I like the World Championships because it's it's more competitive than the fucking World Cup of. <laughs> but anyways, um, we can move on. We can move on. Um, let's talk a little bit about the Minnesota Wild here, and then we'll we'll wrap things up. Uh, Rich, because we've already gone almost an hour, and and that's you and me. We could literally talk off and on air, sports, life, the whole nine yards. Like we haven't even gotten into music yet, so maybe we have to put that on the shelf for next time because there actually are some new bands that I wanted to share with you, but uh, we're running out of time for that. So uh, there's just incentive for you to come on uh, again soon before the end <laughs> of the season. Absolutely. Yeah. Instead of another year. In or six three, months so when the Kyries are moving to Salt Lake City. Yeah, or any, any developments are not in that story. We'll, we'll bring you on uh, soon. If the, Kyries, if the Kyries do move to Salt Lake City, do you think I should move with them and just become like the 100%. guy? Become like, 100%. Become the, the Salt Lake City guy and just you have turn the resume. into a Yeah, turn into a full-on Mormon, just culture. We got to embrace myself in the culture. Like, I can pull You're going to get in I shape. Think. You're going to get in shape with that altitude. <laughs> seriously seriously it's people who train up in salt lake man mm-hmm. cardio for days cardio for days hell you might even make the team at that point <laughs> uh we were joking uh sorry to derail on a tangent but i was joking with some some friends of mine we were like dude nobody wants to you think clayton keller wants to play in salt lake city over scottsdale Right, you think Clayton Keller wants to give up golfing every on his off days, or Kansas City for that matter? You think he wants to go to fucking like? And I hear Kansas City is like fun to go visit, but like you, you want to live in Kansas City over Arizona? Like, come on. No, yeah, people aren't gonna fucking Salt Lake City. God, no, it ain't gonna work there, dude. No. <laughs> Again, I know this is isn't in the works, but like Houston, I get it. Texas, I get it. I, and everybody loves living in Texas. Everybody who I know who's who's gone to Texas and who's moved there, and I have cousins who live there as well. First cousins. Um, they they love Texas. Everybody loves Texas. But uh Salt Lake and Casey. And again, that's that's no disrespect to anybody who's there. I'm, I'm every every city has their attractions. And I've heard good things about KC, but I can't imagine, yeah, especially over golf guys. Shout out Waggle Golf. He works with our friends at Waggle Golf, by the way. So they're uh, a partner of us here on the Soda Pod. Um, Richie, I-, I don't golf, but like they have some great funky golf apparel that nobody that nobody else has out there. That's great for just like business casual gear as well. So if like I have a meeting and I, you know don't want to be in a hoodie. I'm in pajamas and a hoodie right now. Or if I'm going to an event or whatever, like I- I'm a big waggle golf guy. I love their hats. I, you know me, like I'm usually just a snapback guy. I think this might be the first time ever you see me with a hat like forward. It's because I actually look good in hats facing forward from waggle. <laughs> and we do have promo code guys. So humble plug here, uh, SP 10 for 10% off. Check it out. Get your waggle on.com. They ship it to Canada and they're a great uh, USA and local Minnesota golf brand. And they, they have a ton of athletes in uh, actually in Arizona as well who are uh, representatives. And and funny enough, now that you've seen like kind of this logo, you'll probably start seeing and noticing a lot of like shorts on YouTube are brand ambassadors for them as well. Like that Chef Cuso guy from uh, Buffalo. He's a, he's a, he's always wearing those waggle hats as well. So um anyways, shout out to them. Uh last thing here as, uh, as we move into a little bit of Minnesota Wild Talk, another ambassador for Waggle Golf, and who, in my opinion, arguably had one of the best hats 
hat collabs that that uh, that the company has done. Brock Faber. Now I know you follow a little bit of college hockey, given that you know you're ASU fan. Like uh, everybody who called followed college hockey last year and arguably the year before, they knew who Brock Faber was. Uh, honestly, maybe the best defenseman in college hockey last year. I, I sh- certainly think so. And again, like yeah, I follow the Gophers more than anybody else, but. I'm from Canada. I'm not a big college hockey guy. I haven't followed it enough to really have like uh, a biased opinion, right? But um, do you think with you know Bedard being in and out of in and out of the lineup due to injury, kind of like what happened in McDavid's first year where Panarin snagged it from just because McDavid only played like forty some games? Do you think Brock Faber has done enough and is deserving to win the Calder Trophy this year? And based on, I know the small sample that you've seen of him and but heard about him through just the big hockey podcasts and just national coverage. Do you think that he's potential to be just like a, a top guy, um, not only for the Minnesota wild, but in the national hockey league as a defenseman moving forward? I mean, he's going to be a stud in the league for sure. Absolutely. But um, I don't, if there's one thing I've learned from my um, time in the sports media. It's that the sports media loves a good narrative. Okay. And so a lot of times they will look at, at stats and they will see certain things, but it won't, it won't enter their brain because they want the narrative. That's what's going to happen this year. Right? So Connor Bedard missed an entire month of the season, but he's still going to win the Calder trophy, you know, <laughs> like it's because people love their narrative. Right. And I, I'm going to equate this to the, I'm going to go back to the NFL for a second. Um, because there were two awards that were given out this year that just made no sense. And one of which was the offensive rookie of the year went to CJ Stroud over Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua from the Los Angeles Rams uh, set records for rookie receivers. Okay. He literally set records <laughs> as a fifth round draft pick out of BYU. And, and instead the sports media neighborhood was like, you know, the Texans were bad last year. Their quarterback was pretty good. You know what might be a better story than giving an award to a fifth-round draft pick? Uh, let's go with the quarterback from the Houston Texans. Let's give the offensive rookie the award to him instead. Mm. All right? They s- stayed on the narrative there. The other one that really surprised me was um, DeMar Hamlin, who damn near died in the middle of a National Football League game. Okay? and was back on the field this season as like a special teamer did not win comeback player of the year because Joe Flacco had three really good games and made the Browns made the playoffs. You know? Yeah. No, so that's, ha- that's exactly what's going to happen here. Is that like Connor, 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 Connor McDavid, Connor, Connor Bedard is going to win the call there and Connor it's McBard. And it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's crazy because like look if you even if even if healthy and played all the 82 games now uh 82 games of the season like there is an argument though for the defenseman and i know defensemen nine t- 9.8 times out of 10 do not win over the all-star stud flashy forward it's just and i understand it as a hawk fan i get it as somebody who works to worked in media somebody who is a fan of the sport i understand it Connor bedard 41 games played, 36.16 goals, minus 23 in his fancy stats aren't good, but again, it's been it, it's a bad Chicago team. Like I'm not going to I'm not going to dog him for that. But for what it's worth, the Minnesota Wild have not been a good team, okay? They haven't been a good team either. Their defense is horrendous. They have one 
John Marilyn Goligoski should not even be in the league anymore. Okay. They shouldn't because Mermis call-ups from the AHL are better options than those two guys. And I'm not even, I'm not even playing up to the wild fans. Hatred of those two guys right now. It's true. They are awful. They are horrendous. Goligoski is done. Loved him when he was playing at his peak Pittsburgh, Arizona, and even some moments of the Minnesota Wild when he came back. Dude, he's so bad right now. He's so bad. And John Merrill's the same. And and the thing is, we were joking. We're like, do we even do you think that they're aware of how bad they are right now? Like I wonder if they do, because it's it's so bad, dude. So he actually doesn't have a lot of backup there. And he's playing 30 plus minutes every single night as a rookie in the National Hockey League, playing the longest season he's ever played in his life coming out of college. And he has 33 points in 54 games. He's a plus player and his fancy stats are all tremendous. And if you watch him play defense, dude, he's breaking up like two guys are on him and he's still nabbing the puck, getting out of there, turning, making, making a play. Like it, it actually, it blew my mind watching him in college last year. It's blowing my mind watching him play this year defense first. And and I didn't think he had 33 points. I was like, ah, maybe he's like 20. He's still setting up offense. Like I, I think, and again, I might be pandering to the Minnesota Wild fans listening to the podcast here. Right now, injury, no injury. He he has a better argument to be the Calder winner this year. Uh, you honestly, you probably might be right. The based on your description, there, I was looking up his 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 stats and his totals, and the fact that he's a rookie playing thirty minutes a night on the blue that's thirty plus, hard. dude. Yeah, that's hard to do, man. Bro, like, Dean's been out with injuries. Spurgeon shut down for the year. Like if you think about it, he's the he is the only guy on defense right now. He, and yeah, and is, like like it's crazy, man. And we all know that defensemen generally take longer to develop into you know Not him. NHL players, right? He <laughs> is the top defenseman on this team. He's the only player who plays more minutes than him as a defenseman in the National Hockey League on average a night is Drew Doughty. The only player. That makes sense. Uh, I I looked up the odds here on on DraftKings here. Connor Bernard minus three eighty is the favorite for the Calder. And then Brock Faber is second at plus three fifty. Dude, I'm smashing that to be perfectly honest. I'm smashing <laughs> like I'm smashing that like the Kai the murder the murder hitchhiker was smash smash smash. <laughs> I butchered that, but still, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Um, do you think that injuries is mostly to blame for the de- derailment of the wild season? Because coming into the season, they had arguably the same or even a, a little bit of an upgraded roster. Um, Brock Faber over Matt Dumba. Everyone kind of thought that you know Brock Faber would be better than Matt Dumba. But uh, do you think injuries overall to Kaprizov and just some of the guys having to constantly shuffle in the lineup? Do you think that's what kept them out of the race? Because I think they're I mean, out of it now. Yeah, I mean, I, I I watched them play the Coyotes the other night, and man, they look good. Like they, the Wild did. They outshot the Coyotes like three to one, basically. And they're like, healthy the Coyotes, now, right? They're healthy yeah, now. Like, the Coyotes were basically never in that game, like whatsoever, and and so yeah, they they seemingly I don't watch a lot of them obviously, but they seem to be playing pretty well. Like um, Mark Andre Fleury, I don't know. I, I'm curious. Like, like first of all, I can't believe this guy is still in the league. For goodness' Dude. sake, unreal. <laughs> just, and he's having a damn good season. Yeah, I just looked it up. 283 goals against, 902 save. Like that's that's pretty good, dude, for a guy who just got past his thousandth game. Well, Gustafson's been injured in and out of the lineup, so Flurry's probably had to take more more of a load than they hoped or planned him to going into the year. Yeah, so I mean, I, I I'm trying to remember back to when I was doing some some podcast, kind of trying to put teams in and out of the playoffs. And I, I think I had the Minnesota wild, like, you know, sneaking in as that last wild card, if I'm not mistaken, I had them second or third in the division. 
Yeah, that, I mean that 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 makes sense. I'm trying to remember. Like, there's one team that's really surprised me this year, and I'm trying to remember who it is. That's like I did not have them being actually in the in the contention for the playoffs. Let me see if I can look it up real quick and who it was that I was like, oh wow, I'm surprised they're they're hanging around. Let's see. I'm th- in the West. Winnipeg. A lot of people didn't didn't think Winnipeg was going to be. Yes, there. actually, I think because Winnipeg and Philly are both hanging around. Yeah, I think it was. I think you're right. I think it was Winnipeg. I didn't think Winnipeg they're would be good. as they They're are. mean, dude. They are a mean team to play. They're, yeah, a couple times I've seen them play against the Coyotes have been really tough. But, like, uh, I'm surprised, like, Seattle's not back in it this year. Like, they've really taken Canucks a jump them. Simple as that, right? Taking a, a, a tumble. Like, the Kings being back in the playoff race is kind of wild. I did not think the Blues were going to be in the playoff race no, this year. They I didn't are. think so either. I thought the Blues would be ass this year, to be perfectly honest. Well, I actually had the Coyotes over the blues and in, in the, in the central this year, which doesn't appear to be the case because the Coyotes are now 10 points back. Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh man. Well, again, from, from an outside perspective, looking at this team, I know we taught, you said they look good against, um, against the Coyotes there and their offense is, is mostly healthy at this point, obviously Spurgeon and just the, the chaos that is the defense. It, it is what it is for the rest of the year. But uh, with, Coming to the final year of the buyouts, the extension to some of the older guys on the team, but a very, very good prospect pool. Like the Minnesota Wilds prospect pool is actually like up there with some of the best in the league. What do you think? What do you think is the main thing Billy Guerin has to do with this team moving forward? Like you're a team that's competitive when you're all healthy, have bursting from the seams with prospects and two Russian guys ready to come over who are over point per game. And one's over point per game in the KHL this year. One was kind of facing injuries and traded to a new team, but like both of them top six guys, one's a center, one's a winger. And you have options on, on defense now and a young goaltender in the AHL, but you don't necessarily have the room for them yet. So what do you, what do you think is Billy Guerin's focus next year? Do you think it's a replacement for Andre Fleury, Mark Andre Fleury? Do you think it's, shedding some fat, getting rid of some of these good guys on the team still, but who are under contract and are just taking up cap space. Or do you bite the bullet one more year until that cap space or that uh, cap hit from the Parise and Suter buyout is, is, is done. And you can really play with the team, play with the, the roster. Um, what do you think is the main focus going into the next yeah, year? I mean, I, much done. You mentioned Mark Andre Fleur. I feel like that's just unsustainable. Like they got to go find a number one goaltender. I don't know who might become available, but I feel like that should probably be your number one. They have a top do. one in the AHL, but it's his first year in the AHL. So it's like, is it, is it, is it too quick? We don't know. Right. Right. Um, and then like, <laughs> I think it's funny. First of all, I forgot that Alex Galagoski was still in the league. <laughs> oh, good. Well, lucky you, dude. Lucky you. We get reminded of it every fucking uh, week. Um, he, I loved watching him play in Arizona. He was one of my favorite players. To Bro, watch. when he's good, when he was good, he was good. But now he's bad, and it's like, why? Why? Yeah, it's it's like, almost forty, dude. You, they're putting in. It's almost like they're like just throwing an injured horse out there to lose every single time, man. Yeah. So f- throw him to the flames. Uh, I'm assuming he's not doesn't have much left in the tank either. But like, I will say this: I was Matt Boldy, dude. He's good. Dude is legit, man. Go back yeah. and watch the goal he scored against the Coyotes the other day. Like, this dude's legit, man. Like, he's, he's, I, um, he was drafted, you know, somewhat recently. And like, I, I, I wasn't really aware of him much until watching him play against the Coyotes. Like, dude, this guy's legit. 
six two, two hundred one pounds. Like he's gonna be he's gonna be a fun player to watch. I think for the Wild for sure. Dude, he tore it up at at BC in his second year. He was on the uh, him and Alex Newhook were on the same team. They both went to BC together, and yeah, they crushed it, man. They crushed it. Very good goal scorer. That's the thing. Like the Wild have so many good prospects coming up. Do they got a kid in Prince George right now who's leading the WHL? And put it this way: there's a guy on his line who's an overager who was like a twenty point guy, and now is an eighty point guy. And the season's <laughs> not even done yet. Okay. And then there's a seventeen year old whose first year in the dub, he's like seventy six points, forty goals in like fifty two games, and he's going to be. Let's just say his parents better have bought height. The, the prospect for the Minnesota Wild, the 18-year-old, a Rolex, a Tesla, a fucking Ford Raptor. I don't care because this kid's going to be drafted in the first round because of Riley Height. Like, this kid is a difference maker. He's going to come in right into the... He, he's going to bypass the AHL. If Again, if there's room on the Wild team, he's that good, Richie. And he was a second rounder last year. He was a second rounder last year, and he's unreal. They have these two Russian kids. They got a Finnish kid in the O. Um, they got a Czech kid in the O. I mean, like they have so many guys here. They got a few guys in the AHL that they're probably going to have to trade because there's just no room for them on the wild right now. So it's going to be interesting to see how, again, this is on the NHL management, not the prospect management, not the asset management. It's going to be on like the NHL management on how they make room for these guys moving forward because the Minnesota Wild might be more competitive than we thought earlier than we thought, despite the buyouts but you have to kind of play the chess game well. You can't fuck up here or else you're going to have some, you know, some contract shit to deal with uh, in the near future. Uh, Richie, this has been an absolute pleasure as always, man. Really appreciate you. Um, we're out of time, but we thank you for yours. Let us know where we can find you one more time on social media, your projects and what you have coming up in the future in the world of media, my friend. Sure. So uh, you can follow uh, the uh, Motorsports Radio Show. It is at Speed Freaks on Twitter. Uh, I think it's at Official Speed Freaks on Instagram. I don't know why our handles are all different, but they are. Um, oh, brand new podcast just started uh, a couple months ago with uh, one of my good friends. Uh, and you can follow us on, on all of your social media platforms. It's called one hour, one brain cell. It's a lot of fun to do. It's not a sports podcast. It's just, uh, my friend Jordan and I like bullshitting for an hour every week and, uh, roasting each other. It's uh, at OHOBC pod. There's speed freaks right there. And uh, yeah, and there I am. You can follow me on Twitter at rflores91. And um, I was complaining last night about the dunk contest in the NBA. <laughs> it was so bad, dude. It was so bad. I know you're not much of a basketball guy. But I was watching like, UFC. I'm not going to lie. But the UFC exactly. wasn't that great either. So I know I the um, UFC 300 like main event. It finally ass. got nice. Yeah, ass. I'm a, like, <laughs> so, you know me. I'm a very casual fan of UFC now. So like. I tend to only tune in if like there's a big name that I really enjoy watching. So I was really hoping Conor McGregor would be on the 300 okay. card. So, so you are, you, I'm going to say you are a casual fan. If you, if you uh, wanted that, there's no way he could make that card. It's too soon. It's too soon. Trust me. Like they wanted it too. They wanted it too, but uh, put it, put it this way. Richie. This will be the final thing. Cause like, everyone's signing off now. The podcast is like, Oh God, he, he's just going to talk MMA. We're out of here. But uh, <laughs> for me, I was not underwhelmed because because A, it's a good fucking fight. And B, the UFC overhyped this with them bait and switching the fans for 
three months straight every week. Oh, we're going to announce it. It's going to be huge. Oh, no, we're going to announce Power Slap. Oh, we're going to announce it's going to be huge. Nah, Dana White's just on a Bud Light commercial in the Super Bowl. Oh, we're going to announce it's going to be huge. Oh, Dana White's not actually at this pursuit. So they built it up to some ungodly or some godly uh fights that blew like the only like to me they the only time where i was like looking at a hype for a fight that i knew wasn't gonna like meet the expectations was uh was anderson silva gsp and that never happened and that was like what 20 Mm -hmm. years ago but that was like what oh it's gonna happen they're just ready to sign the deal it's like so i had i guess I, i i my expectations were like it's gonna be fine i don't know so when i heard that it was jamal hill uh, defending his belt against, or uh, go, yeah, against Pereira. Fine by me. Fine by me. I like it. I like it. Oh, so I just looked up the card to kind of remind myself, and like the only fight it's that I I would be like remotely interested in for me is I love watching Justin Gagey. Uh, Dude, that's a good fight. It's gonna be. He's one of the fight. most entertaining fighters. There See, I'm is. a Holloway guy, but but I like Gagey too. So that's taking on Max Holloway, who's kind of like at this point, I like, kind of passed his prime. Like, I don't know. He's still beating it. He's, he's cleaned out the 145 division. He just can't beat Volkanovsky who got mm. brutally knocked out last night. That's it. He's beaten everybody else. So I think he's going to get the title shot at 145. If he beats Gaethje, if he wants, Gaethje um, is also an Arizona guy too. So yes, yeah, that's Justin Gaethje. I, I like uh, the Chinese gal, um, Zhang Wei Li. If, there, if there's going to be women's MMA as the co-main event of a big card, they better be, it better be Zhang Wei Li. Cause like, she's the, she's the only like fighter right now that really like, brings the heat to steal a term from Mac, Max Holloway. She's she's an absolute killer. I, I I love watching her fight. But no, for me, put it this way, man. I watch so much mixed martial arts and combat sports outside of the UFC that for me, overhyping a UFC card doesn't do anything for me anymore. And maybe that's just me personally. It's like UFC, just like any, any card, is always a dice roll. You can hype up the names as much as you want, but sometimes they're just not going to deliver. And what I've found personally, which is, you know, to bring it back to hockey, which is why I love the World Juniors so much, is, yeah, it's not as polished as the National Hockey League game and the minor leagues and, and junior leagues and some of these European, European leagues aren't as polished, but some of them are more exciting because when you're in the UFC, a lot of these guys and gals, not all of them, they're fighting at the highest level and they're fighting to win but they're fighting not to lose. They're fighting to keep their UFC contract. They're fighting to stay in the best promotion that's going to get them the biggest sponsors, that's going to have name value, versus on the regional scene and in KSW and leagues that, oh my God, allow soccer kicks, stomps, knees to grounded (laughs) opponents, real fighting, shout out Japan, and those in Poland that allow as much steroid use as you want. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I ain't no fucking Karen. Those are the most entertaining leagues. When you have 70 to 80% finish rate on the cards versus snooze fest prelims and a few big names in the UFC. I love the UFC, man. It's what we grew up on. It's what molded mixed martial arts in North America. But in this day and age, especially the online era, there are so many better leagues to watch if you want to be just straight entertained and watch savage fights. But that's my that's my soapbox to you, Richard. <laughs> and it's like and, and it's like and the thing is like you and I have talked about this before. Like I love the sport of mixed martial arts. Yeah, just in general, I think it's incredible to watch what these athletes do, and it's very entertaining. But I just like there's just I think my problem with this is just so much of it now. It's really hard to like keep track because that's what new- I'm for. You you come to me, Isha. What leagues do I follow? And I tell you. <laughs> Three. I would give you three, and I'll give everyone listening. KSW, one championship, 
and Octagon. All those are, are friendly times for you guys to watch Pacific Time and or Eastern. Are I they easy? Are they easy to find? Like, yeah, I, I got you. I got you. DM me after this. I got you. I, I got <laughs> but anybody listening to this podcast, I got a place to watch any of them. Any single any 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 one of these. Um, but the the one that I tell everyone you should watch, but I understand it's at ungodly hours is Ryzen. That's the Japanese promotion. It's basically Pride 2.0, Pride SC 2.0 or 3.0 at this point. Same rules. Same intro, Lene Hart, who I'm interviewing soon on my channel, the announcer, who's like the opera singer announcer. Like she's still there. Saki Kabara-san is still running it, who may or may not have affiliation with the Yakuza. Like it's it, the Yakuza. It's the exact same shit, <laughs> but it starts at 1 a.m. Eastern when they have a card, right? And so for Pacific, mm. it's not too bad. I mean, you're staying up, you're staying up all night, but at least you can get some sleep, dude. For me, it's it's midnight central to. Uh, well, I don't know what the fuck time zones are you guys on anymore because you guys keep changing your time zones there. Uh, right now we are mountain, mountain? time. Okay, yes. well I guess it's 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 still it's kind of you can empathize with me central. It's it's still a little too late, eleven p.m. your time to start. I'm a night owl, so I'm always up. Okay, but really Richie, they're like fourteen to fifteen fight cards, and they have a uh -huh. forty-five in minute intermission before the last four fights. So you're you're watching MMA for eight hours straight. Oh, so, so it's tough to commit. It's tough to commit, so like that's why it's not in my top three recommendations. Just because, like, look for casuals or, or people just trying to get into the sport, like it's tough, but it, it does have the best product. But uh, but anyways, we'll, know, we'll talk like, off. Know, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I'll be one last point here. It's I feel like an old man yelling at a cloud when I'm like I'm reminiscing about like when the UFC first like started to pop off. Like that was my shit, dude. Like, yeah, dude, I, me too. you know what I mean? Like this is like mid two thousands, you know, the casino like, days. Exactly. Yeah. That was when, like when it was just starting to become a thing and become super popular. I miss those days. Yeah. Well, and that's why I like the regional scene, like LFA cage fury FC and shout out to LFA. They come to Minnesota all the time at mystic Lake casino. Keep your eye out for those ones, Richie, that come through the casinos locally where, where you're at in Arizona because you go to those shows and it feels like early UFC. And you and those mm -hmm. are the, the two direct feeder leagues to the UFC. That's like the AHL of, mm -hmm. of UFC. And uh, and they're awesome. And you get that feel there. Kind of like going to a, a junior hockey game, kind of like going to a high school hockey game, kind of like going to a minor uh, league hockey game. Or if you're like Richie in Arizona, it's like going to an Arizona uh coyotes hockey game i still haven't Mullet been arena. i haven't been to a Coyotes game in mullet arena <laughs> uh, you're bad? protesting the tickets, bad ticket prices right <laughs> it's dude it's like 130 bucks to go to a game i'm not paying 130 bucks to watch a team that is you know just not not competitive you know it's everyone <laughs> everyone in canada even with their shitty teams are just like rolling their eyes richie because that that gets you well, i'm spinning floor. that I'm, gets you I'm, in the door in canada I'd rather spend $130 on a concert than a Kyrie's game. I don't know what that says about me, but. Or a UFC ticket. Let's go, baby. Richie, <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure. We'll bring you on soon, man, as clearly we have so much more to talk about. So thank yes. you guys. And we'll, uh, we'll see you later, buddy. Take care. That's it. That's the show, ladies and gentlemen. Before we hang up the skates here, I wanted to just give a quick shout out to our friends at Northland Vodka, ladies and gentlemen. No, like I said earlier, no more celebrating Sundays for NFL, but hockey is in full speed right now as we make the final push until the playoffs. NCAA hockey gearing up for the playoffs and then the tournament. I mean, sports are still in full effect here, ladies and gentlemen. And for all of you baseball fans, that's all K-Fan is talking about right now. So drown your sorrows if you're not a baseball fan in some Northland vodka. 
Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> January says the Volkanovsky lost this last weekend in some Northern vodka. Or just celebrate. Just celebrate Ilya Tapuria. Celebrate that baseball se season is upon us. Celebrate that the Minnesota Wild are over 500. I mean, these are, these are just off the top of my head, ladies and gentlemen. But if you are going to be boozing it up, if you are going to be taking the edge off, celebrating, and you want something with a little bit more of a kick than, you know, the craft beer that we swoon over on the soda pod, uh, Northland Vodka is the vodka for you. It's the one of the best vodkas I've ever had. Dare I say the best vodka that I've ever had. Great local company. A small percentage of every sale goes back into the community, goes back into helping local hockey, which is amazing. Mark Parrish and the crew behind Northland Vodka are amazing people as well. Everybody we work with here on the Soda Pot are amazing people. And it's a brand that we can back and say like I, like I just professed. It is the best vodka I've ever had. 7th Avenue Pizza, the best pizza I've ever had. Pair them together. It's going to be the best night you ever had, ladies and gentlemen. Northland Vodka, you can find them pretty much everywhere as well. And Again, if your liquor, local liquor store doesn't have Northern Vodka on the shelves, ask a manager, ask an employee, why not? And I'm sure they will get it there for you. Again, shout out to Mark Parrish and the crew at Northern Vodka. Amazing people, amazing product, which is why we love working with them here on the Soda Pod. And speaking of amazing people and amazing products who just launched some UFC games and UFC incentives, to get on the platform, our friends at Better Edge, man. BetterEdge.com slash the soda pod. Hit it up. Pause the tape. Hit it up right now. BetterEdge.com slash soda pod to get $20 when you sign up. That's right, a $20 sign up bonus to play around with on the platform. If you go to BetterEdge.com slash soda pod today, we always host our wild game day pickums where you can choose seven out of 10 ways to win. $5 entry, winner takes all. You can bet on money line, player point totals, etc. More competitions to come as well, especially on the MMA side of things as Hoppy will keep handling the football and, and hockey games that we host on the Soda Pod. Game day pickums and things like that contests where I'm going to host, I'm going to start a bunch of MMA stuff on that side, particularly the UFC. So if you're into either, either or or both, Again, Better Edge is the platform for you. Follow us also on the platform, The Soda Pod on Better Edge for contest notifications. It's a free platform with legal betting in the great state of Minnesota, as well as 44 other states. If you really like the platform, if you're really digging it, if you want to get more out of it, there is an option to become a premium member at Better Edge Premium. Better Edge Premium players have access to free entry to premium pick'em contests, other grades, advanced order, filtering, API access, and more. More details at betteredge.com slash premium. But before you even go that route, go to betteredge.com slash sodapod and claim your $20 sign-up bonus today. All right, that's it for the show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all so much. For continuing to support the Soda Pod, MNCAA, Judd's Buds, and now our new show with Joe Smith coming out this week. Hope you like the teaser. Hope you enjoy the episode. More to come. Great guests. Great hockey talk. A great Minnesota Wild focus show, ladies and gentlemen. And we're happy to have you all along for the ride. Again, follow us on Twitter at SotaPod. You can follow us everywhere else at the SotaPod. We're almost at 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. So if you got through this video on YouTube, thank you. Appreciate that you guys seem to like 
me posting the full soda pod episodes on youtube don't forget to smash that like button on all the videos that you watch subscribe to the channel we're almost at a thousand subscribers ladies and gentlemen we're going to be doing more streams into the summer but we always stream every wednesday judd's bud 6 30 p.m central so don't forget to join that like you can be part of the show you can be part of the podcast the audio side of the podcast drops every friday but you can be part of that podcast by jumping in the live chat or getting your questions in early for Z and Hoppy. Total interactive show and it's just been so fun to see it develop, guys. So if you're a fan of Minnesota Wild Prospects and more of a wild focused show, go check out Judd's Buds. Big shout out to my friend Richie for joining earlier in the stream. Love you, buddy. This was awesome. Thank you so much for your time and thank you all of you who are tuning in on the audio side. Google, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening. Folks, the iHeart, the best thing you can do for us this week, any week, besides subscribing on YouTube, obviously, is uh, rate the podcast, review it. It just helps us get in front of more eyes. It just gets, get, it just helps us get in front of more listeners. With that, signing off, I'm Isha Dromi alongside Richie Suave Flores here today. This has been the Soda Pod presented by Better Edge, 7th Avenue Pizza, Northland Vodka, and Waggle Golf. Don't fear, just drink some beer and stay wild.